Tonight on Riffatronic, Fateful Findings. I was given paranormal powers as a child. I've hacked into just about all the information I need. They have no idea. No more books! You were given a power. Others want to take this from me. He's writing about government secrets. I knew I loved you when I was eight years old. All this time, I haven't been working on my next book. I've hacked into the most secret government and corporate secrets. Using it to make a real difference. And I'm going to expose them all. Should I be afraid? Should we be afraid? I'm not ready for this! I want to be honest with all of you. I've been hacking into government and corporate systems all over the country. You're going to get yourself killed. But you should be scared, because it is the truth. Act now, on your own, outside of the corporate systems and these incompetent politicians. You want to get out of here, but you can't see what's about to happen. Yeah, we're talking. About, I just pushed record on the button. So talking about faithful findings, you you're, you you could say it one more time for anybody that didn't hear it. We just sort of started recording right now. So yeah, I was bored at the movie, and it was one of the worst electronic movies I ever watched. It's faithful findings. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bad in every way you can think of. Mm-hmm. The dialogue was, you felt like they were taking turns to talk, like right. You felt like, okay, the, the transition of the one scene to the next scene, it wasn't smooth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then um, you felt like the actors were holding on to like a paper and reading the transcripts. Yeah. And taking turns. Yeah. And there were so many things messed up in the movie. But we'll go over that. I don't know if they did it on purpose. We'll go over that subject. Or they subject. just no idea what was going on in the real world. You can definitely tell. I mean, I've, I've you, this is this is the first Neil Breen movie you've seen. Um, yeah, probably the last okay, one. Okay, <laughs> so like I'm more familiar with him than you are. He's pretty much like he's this filmmaker out of I have no idea where he's from, but he's this filmmaker. Every every movie that he's made, the plot is almost identical to where he's like this um, very intelligent, very much loved. Um, like every woman is into him, every girl wants to have sex with him and everything. Well, because he thinks he, he looks good, but I'm sorry, you don't look good, and you better make a better movie next time because this is, just doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> so, so most of his movies are like that. Uh, we might I, actually, I've shown uh, a Riffatronic movie um, of his before called Twisted Pair, and it's the same plot where basically he's the hunky lead and all the women are into him. 
So you'll find that in a lot of his movies. Um, this one in particular, he plays a man named Dylan. I'm just going to call him Neil Breen because he's Neil Breen to me. I, I don't see his Neil as Neil. Um, and the movie starts, uh, so he's a kid when the movie begins, right? And there's like a little girl with them. And I guess they're best friends as little kids. Little girl moves away. They fast forward about 20 years later. And 20 years, and that's the thing too, that I guess uh, when we get to that point though, when they reintroduce the girl, we've noticed that a lot of time has passed. But he appears to be maybe like, how old do you think he's probably is? He's probably early 60s. Early 60s. And when he reunites with a woman, she's probably early 40s maybe, late 30s maybe. And um, so there's like a real age dis discrepancy when this movie begins. But we find out that he has become a famous writer and he gets hit by... Are you tired? <laughs> no, I'm just bored from this movie. There's nothing really interesting we, about it. We find out, like, I guess that he gets hit by uh, Rolls Royce. And there's like a sexy woman in it, but we never see who she is. And we never literally hear about the Rolls Royce or the woman inside ever again, right? And so he's in the hospital, and um, what are your impressions of that hospital that he got? It's definitely inside his own apartment. Yeah. He's using one gurney for all the scenes. There's a carpet mm. inside the room. Mm. At first I thought that's an emergency room uh, or urgent care, you know, one of those rooms with the curtains, mm -hmm. but no, that's just his probably spare bedroom. Yeah. And then those oxygen tanks, that mask on his face so fake there is no spot for the nose to put those nasal cannula on so i'm sorry if you're making a movie and you're involving the medical stuff just don't play as dumb not knowing what's going on out there at least make it a little bit real like what is going on really out there or just consult with someone who knows a little bit of how it looks like inside a hospital I've never seen, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't really understand how it works when you get hit by a car, <laughs> but I've never seen anybody wear like an oxygen mask over their face with their faces a in a cast. cast. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think I that's mean, normal. I thought this movie is about like maybe a billion years ago, but then when you mentioned the year that came out. Mm -hmm. It came out uh, in 2013. I, part of me, I was thinking maybe the director is doing uh, this way because he just want to make it look like Unreal like that. Because I'm sure like he's a smart enough, but I, I don't know why he was playing it dumb. Um, I don't think he's playing. I, I think that's just <laughs> who he is. Um, so, so I guess he has to be in the uh, home hospital. Maybe it's a home based hospital or something maybe it's a very different mm. type of hospital we never really find out do we maybe it's a home yeah and so he <laughs> um so while he's in the hospital one of the doctors there um she doesn't even look at his name on the chart and uh, and that's she, another mistake mm -hmm. you should never be with the patient if you don't know yeah she just walks name. in there and like Not takes even over touch the patient if you don't know the name yeah don't do it yeah boo boo that's a boo-boo. She should probably get her <laughs> medical license revoked. Um, and so Neil Neil walks out of the hospital bleeding and I takes an Uber yeah, back to his wife's house. When he got hit and then that um, person, like a woman, got out of the car and then there's like a smoke like moving around mm -hmm. the person's ankle. Like maybe it was like a ghost or something. 
They never really emphasize what that is. I was um, thinking he was dead the entire time. After he got hit by that car, he was dead. Mm -hmm. I don't know. The movie, it's so, it's very disjointed to where like every scene, I want to say is like a minute long. Like there's no like, it's not, it's not a movie that's divided up like into five acts. It's like literally a movie that's divided up into like 52 acts. Like every scene is like a minute long. So, so yeah, I mean, I can see that, that mindset too. It's not a very well constructed scene because he gets hit he gets hit by this car he supposedly half of his face is torn off and then by the next scene he's like within three minutes of that scene he's he's in his he's in the shower with his wife um and the wife's got her her nightgown on in the shower and apparently he's healed right away right yeah i don't i, I think he was just a ghost yeah but so oh Hmm? Yeah, no, it's just messed up. Yeah, so he, so let's go, let's go a little bit more lin, linear. This movie is very like kind of like I said, it, it drains you a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> so I guess like we find out that he's like a writer now. He's like the writer of all these books. He's got like about four laptops on his desk, I guess. And um, we find out that he's married. He's married to this woman, this uh, this wife. I don't remember the wife's name. Emily. 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 Wow, you're paying attention more than I am. And so we find out. I'm that, sure he didn't remember to. Yeah. So we find out <laughs> that he's in this loveless marriage with Emily. I guess she's like a. I guess she's addicted to painkillers that he was prescribed yesterday, and um. She's okay. A, yeah. So I think mm -hmm. she wasn't addicted at she, the beginning. Right. But then since he got hit by the car mm -hmm. and then maybe he turned to a ghost. Mm -hmm. Then she started becoming addicted. Right. So it was like a bad luck. So wait a minute. So she is he dead right now? And she's like. I think he's dead because. But wait a minute. She's still married to him though, and like. Well, she's having uh, she's... a marriage with the ghost. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. That's a good theory. But she's addicted to his painkillers, right? No, she didn't. She got. She became addicted once he he got killed, basically, mm -hmm. in that car accident, and turned to a ghost. So she's married to a ghost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even though the neighbors can see him. Yeah. Well, he makes himself to, like people, other people can see. Okay. So, really, so he's a she, ghost now. Yeah. So now he's ghost husband. And so, anyways, ghost <laughs> husband Neil um, Neil Breen has uh, neighbors, and he's the the guy's a drunk, and the wife's. She, yeah. What is she? She's the a dynamic of rela their relationship. They're just a ter is terrible people. Up yeah he's a drunk person and she's sort of like a witch to the stepdaughter a, yeah she's just not happy with her yeah. life and it's just a messed up relationship and then that teenage daughter is she's trying to seduce out and seducing sexy old guy Neil Green here in the so shower like, and then the entire thing again is messed up because mm. I think committing suicide is mm -hmm. a very sensitive topic and then mm -hmm. this guy, the director, just putting it out there so easily, like yeah. here and there and um, just making it very like not like insensitive type of topic mm -hmm. for so many people. And I think if he wanted to have that topic, he should just have one thing maybe. But he was just yeah. making it so easy, accessible. It's like, okay, you can just take a bunch of painkillers and then just die in your car or 
I think, yeah, you didn't. Sorry, Neil, you didn't do a good job with this topic. You better <laughs> actually like really angry with this man. It. Well, because if he claims that he can make indirect movies, but he's not acting very smart about it, yeah, I mean, how he expects like people really love, 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 love his mm-hmm. movies. Um, what do you think? I think no, I, I agree with that too because I think the suicide's a very sensitive topic and. Um, it is sort of treated like a little bit sort of like there, there must be without going too far ahead in the movie there must be like eight suicides in this movie um, and it's just so easy pop the pill drink some alcohol mm-hmm. and then you're done yeah yeah I'm sorry this is very in like very sensitive right. subject for so many people right so yeah no I agree I agree he's like like I said to you, I, I don't how do I put this he doesn't strike me as a very without shitting on him too hard I don't think he thinks that, you know, I think that he, he doesn't do maybe good research on it, you know, and he, this movie came out in 2013, he's still making movies today. It's not, it's not that old, Yeah, he, sorry. But he's still ma- literally like making a movie today, he's on his sixth movie, I think. If, if he watched some stuff out there, he knows how to next time make a better movie. Um, he's had 10 years to do better and he's still not... <laughs> He's still not managing to do it. I don't know. You're just wasting your time, Neil. Oh, you boy. can do better time, better stuff with your time than like making a bunch of scenes like that. Oh my gosh, controversial. <laughs> um, poor Neil. Poor um, guy. So he's trying. Um, he's gonna kill me next time. <laughs> he's gonna put. He's gonna put you in his movie and make you drive a drug overdose. Oh no! Um, I'm not gonna be in his movie. I mean, do you think these people were paid? Um, maybe five dollars. I think the women were paid. I don't think any of the extras were paid. That's my thought process. Because who's gonna like this young girl that's trying to seduce him in the movie? She had to be compensated, right? Or do you think this is something? You don't think she's using this on her resume? No, I don't think so. Um, so, anyways, Neil and uh, Neil meets the doctor. The doctor shows up at a barbecue, and she and that's another thing too. Like we're, I guess they didn't recognize each other until this barbecue. She's 20 years younger than <laughs> apparently. Even though they, they were supposed to be kids at the same age, she's engaged to, to another man, and they bump into each other. She drops the little notebook that they saw as kids or they wrote in as kids, <laughs> and they realize that they're each other's true loves. They start holding each other's hands at this barbecue. The wife's like literally two feet away from them, and they realize that they were the kids when they were younger. <laughs> and so the wife knows about this. She gets depressed right oh god who wouldn't be i just my mind went back to the in the beginning of the scene yeah when he got killed like ran he got over hit for, by yeah. yeah by the not the bus but the car mm-hmm. and then at the scene he's bleeding people are like is he dead yeah is he dead yeah is he breathing really good actor <laughs> is he breathing really nice shoes um, i was like this is a perfect scene yeah they don't even know how to act and <laughs> no i don't think there's any uh you know, Yale drama students here. You could tell these are just probably his friends, probably trying to be nice to him. Um, yeah, so uh, so we get to the part where I guess Neil's wife finds out that um, you know that he has these feelings for this other woman, and I, I bet I think it's at this point where she starts getting more heavy into pills, even to the point where she's fishing them out of the toilet. And uh, meanwhile, he's still working on his great American novel. And uh, it turns out he's not working on his novel anymore. He's trying to hack into the government. He's trying to find the secret, whatever. They never specify what his secret government secrets are, right? Yeah. Um, so he's continuing with his four laptops and his 20 books and throwing his books around and throwing his laptops around and tries to have a, a, a what's it called? when you not, not a confrontation. An intervention. He's trying to have intervention because he knows the wife's on pills. 
unfortunately, the poor wife succumbs to her pill addiction, and she's dead. Well, she actually put her hand inside the toilet bowl. Yeah, she puts her. <laughs> she loves pills so much that she fishes them out of the toilet, which I'm not going to say. Then maybe that's a true thing. I don't know. Um, she's dead, and so he moves on immediately the next day to the next girlfriend. Texas. Okay, he didn't even wait for a year. <laughs> he even wait for the wife, or even not. Six she might months. literally still be in their bedroom. Just right dead. away, next day. Yeah. Yeah. Like he put uh, the dead wife in a bag of potato mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just moved on. He dumped it in a trash can and then yeah. So that's it. Move yeah. on. That, yeah. How fast he could move? Yeah, and he, on. he did. <laughs> and 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 at this point too, the um, new wife is well. New wife. I guess she's girlfriend right now because they didn't get married. And mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. That woman, that old lady. Mm-hmm. She was a ghost too. Yeah, so this is another so thing was that was really talking weird. Talking to a ghost. He went to go see a very old therapist man, and the therapist is the one that kept on prescribing the medication for his pain, I guess. Or I don't know why you're having a psychotherapist prescribing pain medication when you were just in a car accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we find out that he's seeing another therapist, which he's not only cheating on his wife, but he's cheating on his therapist with an, with another therapist. But that therapist, the second one, that old lady, it is was a ghost, a too. ghost too. So is he a ghost, and he's going to a ghost therapist? Mm-hmm. So you're telling me the original therapist is doing therapy for a ghost? Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, so that didn't make any sense either. Um, well, I mean, you have to make somehow a sense. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> and so, um, so anyways, Neil's now dating the new the new wife. I guess, who I guess was his childhood friend. Yeah. And they're reconnecting in the woods and removing their tops. And um, and so he's hacking in the government secrets now. You know that at this point, right? Yeah, well he's a ghost and he's hacking he's it. A, he's a ghost hacker and he's hacking into the he's hacking into the government. All the government, not just one section, the entire government. Okay. He's hacking into the banks and um noticing that they're committing fraud. He's hacking into the insurance companies mm-hmm. and they're committing fraud. Mm-hmm. He's hacking into the pharmaceutical companies, and they're committing fraud. And um, so, at this point, all the companies get together and they 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 plot to kidnap the girlfriend. Mm. And so she's kidnapped. And at this point, we learn he can walk through walls, but he's been walking through walls the entire movie, I guess. No, when he can't walk through the door, he walks through the wall. <laughs> oh. So he's a ghost, though. He's a ghost. I told you from the beginning. Okay, so, so he's a ghost. Um, new wife, or uh, what is she, what is her name too? I don't remember her name. Uh, is he, she Emily also? Leia. She's Leia. Leia. Leia gets kidnapped, so he turns into a ghost again and goes through the entire um, place where she's being held captive by one guy. <laughs> He's, he's and being, why he was keeping her there? I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. So, um, but he rescues her. And they immediately go to the next scene, and apparently he's still hacking into the government. And he decides to go off into the desert. Yeah. And he meets three people, who they never explain who they are. They were angel of death. The three angels of death. <laughs> and then he comes back, and for some reason he has the power that people care what he says. That he holds this entire press conference, and reveals that the banks, and the government, and the insurance companies, are all committing fraud they're all evil yeah. and only neil breen knows this he's just one of those heroes that he yeah and they're just standing by they don't even like try to say don't listen to neil they never do that 
and he tells the entire world it's being televised live by the way like all the networks are carrying neil breen's speech because <laughs> they're t they're carrying neil breen's speech yeah you realize this that they're breaking into our television shows and they're going live and yeah. and during this press conference he starts exposing the entire scheme to the public and this leads to the most dramatic scene of the movie every person that's committing fraud decides to commit suicide mm -hmm. why well ask neil <laughs> they start committing suicide right in front of everybody yeah. The president of the bank shoots himself in the head. Oh, it's the power of Neil. The the insurance guy slits his wrist in the tub. And the congresswoman kills herself by locking herself in the garage, running the engine in the car. She probably took something too, some pills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so very yeah. powerful dramatic ending. I was about to cry. Yeah, I cried the entire movie. <laughs> and I would Stay focused all the way to the end. Even though you're on your phone. Even though you're on your phone. Right? It was so boring. Sorry. It was. It was a, no, I'll give you that too. It, it, so that's pretty much the ending. Um, Neil is re reunited with Leia. I keep calling him Neil, but the character's into Dylan. Reunited with Leia. They walk up into the woods and the puff of smoke comes in the air that they never explain. And um, at this point, I'm thinking maybe the entire movie was a fever dream after he... After he got hit by the car. I don't think he was a ghost. I think he was having a fever dream. Fever dream? Yeah. What was the name of the guy again? Neil what? Neil Breen. Oh. Neil Breen. Okay, I was going to Google him. I already Googled him. I got some fun facts about this movie. You want oh, to hear him? Yeah. Yes. So, acknowledged not as such. This is all from IMDb, by the okay. way. You can get these facts on your own. And then we can start a Neil Breen fan club. No, thank you. Acknowledge not, acknowledge as such. This film is actually a remake of another movie. He actually made another movie called Double Down. That was this movie in 2005. This is a remake. Oh. The first movie was not good enough. They had to remake the movie. <laughs> um, this is, that was Neil Breen's first feature film. And uh, it included him playing a super hacker, tackling national and international corruption while pining for a lost love. This is a remake. Mm. Um... The no more book scene, it took 29 takes. In one take, Neil Breen accidentally cracked a laptop screen while throwing a book. Hence why he had four laptops. Because oh he usually God. broke one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Breen is 32 years older than the actress Jennifer Autry who plays Leia. Mm. He's his childhood best friend. It's never made clear why he cast someone so much younger than him to play a character of the same age. Well, we know why. Um, it took 74 minutes for the lead character to mention corruption. Another fun fact. Film halted briefly when Neil Breen accidentally fired himself while mistakenly looking in a mirror. I think that's a lie that somebody wrote. Yeah. Unless he really did fire himself. Yeah. It seems possible. Uh, the pile of the books are actually copies of The War Within by Bob Woodward. So there were actually real books in there. Um... <laughs> I don't think that's a real fact. Neil Breen's clone from Twisted Pair is actually his clone from the film. I think somebody made it up. Yeah. Uh, Writer-director Brian A. Metcalf said in an interview that Neil Breen inspires all of his work, calling him not only the most brilliant man in independent film, but maybe Hollywood. And I think that's a lie, too. I don't oh, think, my gosh. I don't think that's a real thing. That's the fake, yeah. Some goofs in the movie. 
the prologue supposedly takes place in the past, but you notice those two kids were not in the 1970s. They were definitely from this. Oh yeah, the course. present day. Um, there's a boom mic visible from a low shot. The boom mic shadow passes over a few pedestrians as they gather around Dylan and the mm. the car hitting scene. Yeah. Um, certain characters routinely reiterate their dialogue twice. Hence, I cannot believe you committed suicide, Jim. Is he dead? Jim. Is he dead? Exactly. Is he breathing? <laughs> Is he breathing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there is no uh, smooth, you know, transition no. in between. Um, Dylan uh, states that he's been in love with Leia since the age of eight, yet the appointment doctor uh, goes to show that he loved her since the age of nine. So, no consistency. So um, the conference doctor and Dr. David Lee are obviously played by the same actor, except the coat is in a different color. So. In the shower love scene, one shot of Emily shows her position to the right, and in another shot, she's being guided to her right by Dylan. Dylan's hand on the coffee mug changes in between shots, if you notice. Mm. Um, Dylan and em Emily are swapped <laughs> in different spots as op opposed to the foot shots where Emily was on the left and Dylan was on the right. Characters within the barbecue, barbecue scene switch sides at the pool in the other shot. When Emily commits suicide by overdosing on painkillers, her glass is almost empty. Yet when she spills it on the bed, it's nearly full. Emily spit, spills her glass. And uh, yet another shot, it's standing up beside her. After Dylan returns, there's a shot of the glass oh. spilled again. Uh, going back to factual errors, Dylan's nasal cannula, is that uh -huh. how you pronounce it? Yeah. Is clearly facing up and not in his nostrils. Given well. the tissue bandages on his face, in a facial injury, this is actually medical stuff. Well, I noticed that like before even, yeah. In facial injuries like this, the doctor would have poked holes through the bandages and inserted it through the cannula through them. I don't think Neil Breen knows really much about medicine stuff. Medical stuff? Yeah. Uh, when Leia pulls out her phone, it's her deli numbers, yet none of them are being hit. And uh, laptops are obviously not functioning. A plotting crowd sound is way out of place as we go through some of the okay. other facts. So, hmm? hear me out. Yeah. Everybody knows those tubes? Who's inside... The nose, you don't need to have information about it. The moment that you've seen it in the TV, you've seen it in all those medical related like mm -hmm. stuff like out there. Like there's how many TV shows are about medical stuff out there? Like lots Billions of mm -hmm. from many years ago. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't pay attention, if you watch just one scene of those TV shows, which are very Accurate. well those are just TV shows and then they they are I believe they're very well made are you trying to judge the authenticity of this movie oh are you serious <laughs> so just as a final analysis I don't know we have a dog here I think he is obviously not a big Neil Breen fan no he's not I actually have a co-host that's not a big Neil Breen fan either <laughs> he's making noises it's like that was the worst movie ever. <laughs> Just to wrap up a little bit, so your impressions of um, this movie, what would you give the scale on a scale of nine? Of, excuse me, one, one two to out ten. of ten. Two out of ten. Yeah, wow, sorry. that's. I would have thought you would at least give it a one. No. Um, I as far as entertainment value, I mean, it's really hard to sit through one of these movies actually. Um, but as far as making fun of it, it's pretty easy. Um, I would probably give it a three out of a ten. So the plot is hero um, kind of 
like a happy, what is that called? Like a hero type plot and then happy. You think it's a happy film? It's like at the end, like he fulfilled whatever he wanted to do as a ghost. Like he revealed all the, you know, government was, stuff. Was, was Leia a ghost then? Um, she might have been simply a ghost too. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we don't know. Yeah. Um, as... It wasn't entertaining that much because they were. St- it was poorly made, mm-hmm. so that's why I couldn't really get into it. Get into it, yeah. um, and also it's called a little bit suspension. Is it called suspended type of thing? It's like suspension belief. Yeah, mm. that you it, the the director just uh, leave it to audience or whomever watching it to decide. Okay, what happens? Yeah. So in that regard, I think the director was strong enough to make a movie that it leaves it up to us to decide, okay, what was going on, what happened. So it wasn't really clear. Yeah. Like a little mystery. But then... I don't think he did that on purpose, though. I think it's just, it was just poorly made. And But then because there were so many mistakes and messed up stuff there, mm-hmm. I think you couldn't even give the, this movie a better grade. He's still um, making movies, too. So you better don't. <laughs> so I'm wondering is if he's doing this just for fun or he doesn't no. have anything else to you know do what? or it's... he's a courier? No, you know what? I, I'm not too sure what he did before. I want to say that he might be in real estate. He might be in one of these these um, jobs that actually, because he's not, obviously he's not a professional filmmaker. He actually, I've seen an interview with Neil Breen and he actually, he actually funds his own projects. He's licking my foot. We have a dog here. My my <laughs> co-host is always wondering what the dog is doing, and so it distracts me because the dog distracts her. Um, so that sometimes happens from time to time. Mm. He's an adorable dog, though. Um, so this Neil Breen guy, he actually is like, a, I want to say he does real estate or something. And so he funds all his own projects. So everything that he makes, it's him. And he actually has this documentary. It's a five-hour documentary. I'm not lying to you. He has a five-hour documentary that you can actually, I want to say you can buy from his website. And it shows you his filmmaking process. And he funds every one of these these projects. He writes one, every one of these projects. I'm pretty sure that he's somehow paying some of these people, you know, to, to be a part of his film. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so he's basically doing the whole thing himself. Okay. Nobody's telling him to stop. Nobody's having an interview. I'm not, we're not telling him to stop. I wouldn't say no because it provides more films for Riffatronic. It provides more films for like the future to make fun of. But he's, but he's very serious about the... If, I, I, I'm almost sorry to say, too, like that he's very serious about filmmaking. He doesn't consider himself a bad filmmaker. He doesn't? No, he doesn't. He's he, high confidence. He's not, he's not in on the joke. <laughs> he's not. He's not. He seems like a nice enough guy. But he's really taken all these movies seriously. If you see the interviews of them, he doesn't appreciate that he's being compared to these I other mean, bad filmmakers. I'm sure he's a very good person. And um, maybe some people just do these just out of their hobbies. And mm. they're not really serious into... No, he's serious. Uh, making their movies go to, you know... Yeah, but you think after, you know... I mean, think about it too. Because, you know, um, it's like with any kind of activity you play the piano you play you learn how to draw you're better after 10 years he's still making the same type of movies now well you never know maybe this next movie that he's having or it's gonna be better i hope so maybe he just learned his lesson from that i don't think he's learned anything (laughs) next time he's better to consult with other people maybe 
before he does anything else. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the CPR session. I think that maybe he could benefit from maybe like doing a little bit more research for the hospital scenes. And maybe with filmmaking in general. But uh, yeah, after 10 years, he started making the same kind of movies. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, the only thing, the blood was a little real, though. The blood when he got hit by the car? The the blood in the shower mm. looked real. Because sometimes they use like a colors or something. I mean, I'm sure they use colors, but sometimes you can see how fake the blood is. But this one, at least, at least he used a good blood. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going back to that scene, too, <laughs> this is like one of the few, like, he's not, he's not very ashamed of his body because he did film a nude scene in the shower with the wife okay so he's this man does have a huge amount of confidence i don't know i'm sorry i didn't pay attention to his body naked i i did <laughs> as as like i said to as a filmmaker appreciator well, i noticed he has that a lot of confidence he has a very much lot of confidence yeah. he did a shirtless scene with the with the woman too yeah so yeah, he has maybe he works out every day probably i, I don't think he does but he does have a lot of confidence Jim, Jim, why you kill yourself this way? <laughs> Jim, are you dead? <laughs> Shake, are you dead, Jim? <laughs> With that being are said, are you breathing? Are you breathing, Jim? Are you breathing? Why did you commit suicide? How come you committed why? suicide? Why? Answer. Why? <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty, this okay. has been the Johnny Mumbles Riff podcast. Thank you all. Thank you for tuning in. Zane is already out of here. You're out the door. I mean, Neil Brain's not going to be outside there. Bye, have a good Saturday. Well, I would no like more. to talk 45 more minutes about Neil Brain, but it looks like we're going to wrap it up right here. Um, this has been the Johnny Mumbles Riff podcast with Zaina. Yay! And this movie is over. Bye. Bye. See you guys. See you guys. Bye. When you're hugging with your baby, let's go in a balcony. Saturday night as the moon is, who cares what picture you see? When you're hugging with your baby, let's go in a balcony. Oh, I'm including that. I'm including that.